Hello, and welcome to Foul Puck, a podcast about sports ball for the rest of us. And like other sports ball podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming that all of our listeners know everything there is to know about negative run differentials and time trials. I'm Rachel, I am your baseball guru, and uh, with me I have, in the green room... Uh, my name is Nancy, I am your basketball sobber today. Um, <laughs> <Aww>. <sighs> but also your basketball <laughs> enthusiast just generally. Also, it's May 22nd. Um, as also oh, yeah, known as start. the uh, day after the Warriors season ended, for those of you who follow the Warriors. Joe, can you in- insert like a sad trumpet noise here or sad trombone? Hey, we inserted our own. Or just, just make, it, <laughs> make it like studio or something. <laughs> okay, and in the blue room I have... I'm Rebecca. I'm your East Coast person covered in locusts, and today I'm your cycling enthusiast. Yeah, that blanket of locusts is pretty thick there, Rebecca. I can barely see you. Are you not enthusiastic about them? No, very much not. No, I'm sorry. No, but but you know what? Here's a tip for maybe our one listener who lives in the locust area. Um, Peppermint oil. Really? So a peppermint oil um, keeps away lots of bugs. And so I put it on my the threshold of my front door when I leave the door open and the screen closed to keep yeah. things from coming in. And since okay, I've put so... it there, before I put it there, there were two cicadas on my front, front step. And now there are zero cicadas on my front step. And I'm going to choose that as, uh, choose to believe that's causality. <laughs> i buy it. So I'm so going to be dousing say... myself in peppermint oil. <laughs> I mean, if it's you better look online, than some of the other options. You can find yeah. websites that say, you know, all essential oils repel bugs. So, you know, mm. it's good to know that you've actually tried it and it works. Yes. <laughs> and then it also, like, when you open the front door, it smells nice and minty. Yeah, that seems good. <laughs> Welcome to my house. Yeah. It smells like mint. All right. Well, anyway. why don't we go ahead and get the uh, bad news out of the way first and uh, it'll all be up from there. I guess that means it's you, Nancy. Okay, I was like, this could go anywhere. Which which direction are we going <laughs> with this? Um, all right. So the Warriors. So you know, I'm I'm sad about it because I, you know, always like to see more Warriors basketball. But honestly, this was about the best we could have expected from the well, Warriors. What happened? Why yeah. don't you update our so, listeners? After having spent. An entire season being basically a 500 team, which means they were winning as many as they were losing. Um, And they would hilariously throughout the season do this sort of like win one, lose one, win two, lose two, win three, lose three. Like they really (laughs) were just right on the 500. Then in the last 20 games, they won 15 of the 20 and lost five. So they went on this big run at the end. They won, I can't remember if it was six or seven in a row. Um, and claimed the eighth seed, which was really, uh, like, really tremendous. And they did it through a lot of players playing really well, really got it together. Things were clicking, um, which was great. Like, it was really, really good to see, partially because it shows the pieces that are working for next season, right? Like, Mm -hmm. they finally got a handle um, on what works well, which is terrific, Um, including Juan Toscano-Anderson, who has been sort of a, a... you know, somebody I've liked for a while, but who has, you know, 
historically not been a big piece for them, but they signed him to a real contract for next year. He's going to be on the roster and he's doing really good things. So that's a real win. Jordan Poole, who they had drafted, I think, two years ago and had been down in the G League, broke out, has been playing super well like the last couple months. So there's some real silver linings there. Um, However, they were playing an eight-man rotation, which is hard. It's literally half a team. NBA teams are 15 guys. So they were playing an eight-man rotation for every one of these games um, and probably just wore themselves out is probably what happened. So they got to the eighth seed. Um, I mean, and that that wearing themselves out can be true of a team with a full roster. Oh, totally. Yeah, it absolutely can. With with two-thirds of one, ouch. Yeah. Yeah, not even. Yeah. Um, so so they, they got the eighth seed, but this year and last year, um, the NBA has started doing this thing called the play-in bracket, which is typically for the Eastern and the Western Conference, you would have the top eight teams, you know, the, the teams that have won the, mo- the most games, one through eight in the season, are your playoff teams, the end, right? Mm. But the last two years, it's one through six have secure places and then seven through 10 battle for the seventh and eighth seed. So that's what they're doing this year. Um, And we just finished it uh, because Golden State was uh, the eighth seed. They were in what's called the good half of the play in bracket, which meant that teams number seven and eight, in this case, the Lakers and the Warriors played each other. And the winner of that game got the seventh seed and then whoever lost that game went on to play the winner of the game that 9 and 10 played. So 7 and 8 play each other, somebody wins and gets the 7th seed. 9 and 10 play each other, somebody is eliminated. The winner of 9-10 and the loser of 7-8 then play each other for the 8th spot. Oh my god. Yeah, it's confusing to talk through, but if you put it down on paper, it actually makes sense. Because you got your 4 and then you narrow it down to 2 and they play each other. And then, right, right. Right, yeah. It's a mini bracket. Um, it's a mini bracket, exactly. Um, so the Warriors were the eighth seed. They played the Lakers. They actually almost beat the Lakers. I think it was 103 to 101. Um, and I thought overall they actually played pretty well against the Lakers, which is impressive because the Lakers are literally a bigger team and also really just a better team this year. Like they had more pieces. They've got LeBron James. Um, they've got Anthony Davis, who I don't actually think much of, but a lot of people do. Um, so it was always going to be real hard. It was never really expected that the Warriors were going to win that game. Um, they nearly pulled it off. They and, did. And turns out they should have, uh, because <laughs> then they went on to play the Memphis Grizzlies last night and they lost. So they are now out of the playoffs. They will not. Their season is over now. And it was a really frustrating loss um, because they really could have, should have won it in a lot of ways. And I think really the main reason they didn't was probably fatigue. And that fatigue translated into really sloppy play. Um, They had a ton of turnovers. They were doing bad passes. They missed a bunch of shots that they should have, you know, not like a three-pointer where it goes off, but like layups that should have just gone in. Like you should just be able to finish those plays. So they went on this whole big push. They came real close. They lost this last took final Took it into game. overtime. Took it but, into overtime. Uh, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. And they only lost by five. But it was a game they sh- an overtime period in the Five playoffs? minutes. Five minutes. Okay. Well, it's always five minutes. Um, 
in oh, basketball. Sorry. So it's and just, they'll just keep the switches. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They, they keep going. Like, if you're yep. still tied at the end of five minutes, you They'll get another just five add another minutes. Five. And then, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, you know, hat off to the Grizzlies. They they were punching above their weight. They did. They, they came out and did a good job um, and pulled it off. And good for them. They're about to get smacked by the Jazz. So I hope they enjoy this moment while it lasts. <laughs> um, you know, I don't blame them for it. They, they genuinely deserved the win, but it sucks for the warriors. Um, so I just wanted to take a moment to like, sort of talk about, you know, what we learned this year, what we're going to look at in the off season and what next season looks like for the warriors. So the thing that was that they were kind of trying to do, and this is my main criticism of the warriors this year is that they were trying to thread the needle because they have Steph Curry and they have Draymond green who are both starting to get older in sports years, but are still good and still want to contend. Mm -hmm. But they also had a couple younger pieces, particularly James Wiseman, who they really wanted to develop. And the way you develop players is you put them out there and let them play, right? Like they have to get that experience. They have to. Wait, what? I should take notes on this. (laughs) Yeah, pass them along. You have to let them play? You have to let them play at some point. And it sucks because then often they're not very good and they have to struggle for a little while. Like this is, you know, any of us entering a new level of whatever like, i don't know what you're talking about i am perfect at sports the first time i try them have we not talked <laughs> about this yet uh picture <laughs> didn't happen <laughs> oh. tune in for uh rebecca's uh, shot at the lacrosse gold medal <laughs> in in a semi-tangent <laughs> semi-tangent there's a really great ad right now on tv during sports games it's all about like being real heckin' bad at whatever you're doing and like embracing it anyway, which I love. Oh, I don't... oh the the one with the baseball one that gets run all the time is Lucas Giolito being the worst pitcher in the league. In no, not that one. That is one's that... dumb. I don't like no, that one. Okay. No, this is okay. This is so not that one. Get it no, together, Rachel. No, because that one's that one's like it makes me feel bad for him because it starts out like Lucas whatever was the worst pitcher in the MLB. And I'm like, way to rub it in guys. And like, it does go on to be like, and then he turned it around. And I'm like, but can you maybe not like, that I mean, feels he like a shitty to place to start. I guess. I hope they gave him a and lot of money paid, for it. And he's getting paid. So like, no, I don't feel that bad for him. It's a different ad. This is, this is like lots of, kids you know trying skateboard tricks and falling down and like a WNBA basketball player sucking at tennis and like you know just like and it's all about you should try things and do them even if you're terrible and it's fun and do it for fun yeah so totally into it in any case the Warriors were trying to thread the needle here between like contending enough starting with new babies exactly yeah the problem I think is that they they didn't really recognize how good Steph was early enough because I think if they had they should have shifted sooner to oh shit Steph's having a breakout season not a breakout season a record season we should actually win this we should just support him and do whatever we need to do to make that happen and they didn't they kept trying to thread that needle longer than I think they should have I think they should have you know in like January been like oh shit okay well throw that Let's plan out the it. window. Let's just go with it. And they really didn't. And I think Steph's a Yeah, but that also doesn't that. make them enough money. Well, it could if they went to the playoffs. I mean... You think it would have been that much of a swing? Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if they could have gotten that number six seed and just been right in the, mm-hmm. the playoffs, that and would they have were been... only, I think they were only five wins out of that sixth seed, which is nothing. Um, with Steph off the floor, um, with injury, I think they lost. They won two and lost like seven, um, and then with him on, or maybe it was seventeen. It was it was a big difference with him off the floor. And then in the games he was in that he played, they won by a huge amount. So, like, I do think if they had gotten okay. supporting cast earlier in the season, they, they could be in the playoffs right now. So <clears throat> I, that's the one error I think the Warriors made this year. Um, but now we know, right? Like, the, the real takeaway, there are a couple takeaways from the season. The first is that Steph Curry has still got it and is going to have it for a few more years. Um and I know it sounds ridiculous to be like, we didn't know that, but he had been injured like last season he was injured and the season before that, or this past season was COVID. We started super late before that he was injured. Mm-hmm. So he'd played something like mm-hmm. under 10 games in 18 months. So right. like we didn't actually know other than Steph saying, I'm going to be amazing. We didn't know he was <laughs> going to still, you know, like right. it was a legitimate possibility. He wouldn't. Right. 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 On a rational sort of level. Right. Right. So we we have answered that question. Steph is still fucking amazing. Steph is going to continue to be fucking amazing. Uh, nobody gets to tell Steph he's not fucking amazing. Uh, Draymond Green also still got it. Um, and so next year we get Clay Thompson back. Clay Thompson, bless his heart, rolled up to the nationally televised do or die game in sweatpants and a neon green t-shirt he pulled out of the bottom drawer. Heaven love him. Um, <clears throat> it, there are some heartbreaking uh, video of him at the end yeah though. oh he just wanted oh, he to wants go to on play the court so of play. bad oh. oh it's so hard yeah but we get him back next year so we'll have him we'll have steph we'll have draymond we'll have andrew wiggins who has actually turned out to be a really solid player this year which is great we've got jta because he's signed now we've got looney who's very steady and has been on the team for a while now he's been in their championship runs he knows what's up um we've got did i say pool uh, who has turned into a breakout star. So we've got a good, like, top seven, eight guys for next year. So the off season is going to be, what about the rest of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who do they find? And there are two ways that I think this can go wrong, and I hope it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> the first is, I think there's a real allure out there of, if we just go get some, insert big name star here, then we can do it. I don't think they need to do that. They've got stars. They've Uh got guys who know how to play together at a high level. All they need are supporting pieces so that the stars can sit down and rest without losing whatever ground they've gained in the meantime, right? You need some versatile, smart veterans who can come out and play and hold on to your lead and not just get steamrolled. Are you going to lose any key players over the summer? No. Like anyone's contract up? Nope. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they're in a real good position to just fill in that back half of the roster with, like, people who they don't have to be great. They just have to be steady and they have to be smart and they have to be able to play with Steph Curry, which is a hard thing. A lot of stars, especially, cannot play with Steph Curry. That's true. Because he plays weird basketball. Like, what he does (laughs) is not common. Which is why he does so well, because nobody's expecting it. Because nobody knows how to deal with it. Right. So, except for LeBron James, who does, but who has been playing him in championships for a decade, you know? Yeah. So that's 
that's direction one it could go off the rails and i hope it doesn't direction two that it could go off the rails is they have a couple draft picks and i'm a little worried they're still seduced by this idea of training up what comes next so like if they get those draft picks seduced by that idea i hate it it's terrible like you know so okay fine you've got james wiseman who was okay like he's got a lot of potential but he didn't explode the way they hoped he would which fine like that happens um and then these two draft picks and what i really don't want is for them to take those draft picks and take james wiseman and be like next season okay we're gonna shoehorn them into this and we're gonna make it work no 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 no, guys like either send them all to the g league and let them get comfortable and let them get trained and you know fill out the roster with veterans or trade them to get better veterans like i don't care you have steph and clay and draymond for a couple more seasons we've now shown that you need to invest in them and winning now, not in whatever the fuck comes down the road right. in Your window is years. still open. Exactly. Don't close it now. Exactly. So that's Don't my concern. Burn down the house for the insurance money. Like right. every team I follow. <sighs> yeah. So that's the Warriors. Further updates as bulletins warrant, or as if further bulletins as events warrant. Oh, I will say Kelly Oubre. Uh, so much of the Warriors fan base and commentators are like super down on him and say he doesn't fit. I disagree. I think he could be fine. I think he wants to stay. I'm totally on board with them keeping him around and like having him come off the bench and help with the second unit. I think he can be really useful, especially if somebody does get injured. He's a very good defensive player, but I don't know if we're still going to have him, which makes me a little sad, but whatever. He doesn't need to be part of the window. Yeah. And he wants to go be a starter somewhere, and I respect that. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Well, thanks for that. Putting the wrap on the this season. Go Jazz. Uh, who are you following? Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> well, uh, so we still have all of the playoffs to go. I shouldn't say wrap yeah. on the season yet. Yeah, no, we still have all of the, the playoffs. We super care about. So I will say uh, the Blazers are in the playoffs. So I'm always a fan of Damian Lillard. I am pro the Blazers. So go Blazers. But really, the Jazz are, it's probably going to come down to either Jazz Clippers or Jazz Lakers. And either way, go Jazz. I think they've got a great team. I think they've got a good shot. I really hope they do it this year because I I think this is their best shot in a while. And I don't know if they'll have the same kind of shot next year, um, especially if the Warriors are back. So, so <laughs> the Jazz should just win it this year, uh, take it, and that would be terrific. And nobody cares about the Eastern Conference anyway. Sorry, guys. Um, so <laughs> okay i was gonna ask if you had any thoughts about well that, i do those are, i do are those your Though, thoughts? i mean so this is historically true the eastern conference just isn't as good as the western conference like they don't win as many games like they're just quantifiably not as good um i mean that hasn't always been no the case, but, but in like the, this, decade. Yeah, this decade yeah uh so the nets are the main team to watch in the east of course kevin durant kyrie irving and james harden on the same team which is when they are clicking together, really hard to beat. Um, but I think the three of them have only played something like six games, all three of them together this season because they keep getting injured. Um, and they're not good defensively together. They're yeah. I was gonna say I've I've read very little mm-hmm. about basketball this year, but one of the things was that the Nets have no defense. Yeah, they have the highest ranked offense, and I think also the the lowest ranked defense, or it's something close to that. It's like, wow. yeah. So, 
you know, so they can score a lot, but then they also get then they scored just on like them. sit down on their side of the court, basically. And wait for the ball yeah, to come back. yeah. So I don't know. It's it's one of those. Maybe it's a strategy. It is a strategy. <laughs> they are three great players that I respect a lot in terms of their skill. They, I mean, you cannot argue that any of them are not good players. They are. They are all very mm-hmm. good players. Mm-hmm. I am real interested, and I think I said this at the beginning of the season, in seeing those three personalities under stress together because they are all three strong personalities. Um, they might pull it off. They might care about winning more than they care about their own self-interest it's entirely possible um but i think it's an open question (laughs) so because they're all three used to being the star of their team for the most part Kyrie irving a little less than the other two um because he played second fiddle to lebron james for a long time um but i i don't know like you got to be able to you got to be able to work together and i think they haven't had a lot of time to do that yet so that may bite them in the ass. We'll see. On the other hand, it's real hard to beat a team that just shoots all the buckets and makes them. So shrug. We'll see. I'm yeah, still go yeah. jazz, though. That's yeah, that's fair. All right. So now let's take a look at hockey. Rebecca, what's going on in hockey these days? <laughs> and it's her turn well, for a long sigh. so my two teams that are in the playoffs are the the avalanche colorado avalanche and the washington capitals the avs are up on the blues three games to none so they only have to win one more across the board to make it um they play again tomorrow night so if they win tomorrow they're moving on and they have been handily beating the blues they've won by at least three points in all three games it's been a delight which is which a is lot a lot in hockey. Yeah. yeah. Also, fuck Jordan yep. Bennington, who is the goalie of the <laughs> He's Blues. Such an asset. That guy can go fall in a volcano. Yep. Wow. Yeah, no, um, he is such an asset. Oh no, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like racist, misogynist. Ew. And now, let's be honest. There are probably a lot of mm-hmm. hockey guys who are racist, misogynists. But he's like publicly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, racist, they keep their mouth shut. It's not quite as bad. Well, and he's also just like... Yeah, until we find out. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's also just like, I don't know. Like, he comes out of goal to pick fights with players on the other team. And I'm just like, what are you Oh, yeah. He doing? thinks he's got shit. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like... <laughs> Go away. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's really ridiculous. Yeah. Um, The Capitals won their first game, which was very exciting. They won it in overtime. So they won by one point. They have now lost the following three games, two of which went to overtime. And uh, yesterday's game, which just, I wish it had ended early. I didn't even watch the end of it. That's how, that's how like disgusted I was with the team and the way they were playing. And the last two games, the caps have just looked like garbage. Like they look like, well, they certainly look, do not look like it's the playoffs. Um, they look like a team that doesn't remember how to play with each other. Um, that's an interesting choice of words. Um, they, (laughs) there are, there are certainly injuries, right? That's, that's the biggest thing. Uh, We have like a revolving door of goalies right now because they keep getting hurt and then being okay. And then going on the COVID protocol list and then coming back and then going off for a day and then getting hurt. And so that's. That's never a good strategy to win the playoffs. (laughs) Um, 
but it just hasn't been great hockey to watch. Like, I would be okay if they were losing honest games, but it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like they're, they're like the best, the best they've played was for maybe about five minutes in the third period last night where they actually started like playing their game and being physical and going after the Bruins and being, um, you know, actually putting up some offense. And then they took a penalty and just like blew the wind out of their sails. Um, so they're going to have to, like, if they lose one more, they're out. And so that, that would be the second, wait a minute, 18, 19, 20, 21. It would be at least the second first round exit since we won, but I think it's the third. Mm-hmm. It would be the third first round exit since we that won. That sucks. No, I mean, at least we've made it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike the Flyers, who set a record of being, I think, the first team in NHL history to take a 10-year span and alternate going to the playoffs and missing the playoffs every year yeah. for a <laughs> That's kind of impressive. Consistency. I mean, it is. <laughs> Yeah, let's go for a different kind of consistency. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, the thing is, the the Caps, the, I swear this team is like chaos personified, right? They can, they can beat the Bruins. They have beaten the Bruins. They beat them four times during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like, they can play against this team. They just, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is. If it's, if it's attitude, if it's energy if it's they just don't you know they're just not doing their weird pregame rituals right like <laughs> they do a high five with the left hand instead of the right and that somebody forgot off. their lucky underwear right right <laughs> so um yeah so i'm hopeful that by the time this airs they're not knocked out <laughs> that's what i'll say so when do they play next tomorrow so tomorrow at seven if the avs get through Knocking wood, which seems at this point likely against the Blues. Who yes. are they likely to play next? Um, the They will play the winner of the Golden Knights versus Minnesota Wild. And right now, the Knights are leading 2-1. Ooh. I want the Wild to take that series, but um, we'll see. So the Wild won game one by one point, mm-hmm. and then the, the Knights have won the following two games by two and three points. Um, the Wild, they, they played on Thursday night and the Wild just collapsed. Mm. They were leading. They had, it was two nothing in the first and then the Golden Knights just like plowed them over. Uh, but I mean, I agree with you. I I mean, I don't really like the Wild either, but I'd rather the Wild than the, than the Golden Knights. Yep, same. Yeah, yeah. So um, normally what happens is we have four divisions, two on the East and two on the West. Um, and you play within those divisions until you have two teams left, and those then then only an East and only a West team go to play against each other for the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup. This year we have four divisions, no, or excuse me, four conferences, no divisions. Mm-hmm. So the first two rounds are within your conference. So we will play like we're playing the Bruins right now. If we go on to the next level, we'll either play the Penguins or the Islanders. Um, who have, who we've played all season long. Um, and then it's after that point that we're down to four teams that one team from each conference 
they get reseeded based on some algorithm and whatever who's who's standing on the moon that day and then those four teams will play each other and then two um so it it could be it could be interesting Mm -hmm. um we could have a weird mashup of like two eastern teams or two western teams right right exactly yeah um do you have any predictions to make about who ends up in that final four um i think the avs will i think this i think this is the avs year i think they're gonna go all the way yeah. Um, they have everything going for them. Well, except Nazem Kadri is now out for eight games. Um, but they have everything going for them. They've got great goaltending. They've got goal scorers. Um, <laughs> I read a comment by one of the coaches after game two that one of the avalanche coaches said that the team needs to play full 60 minutes, which is a common thing we talk Mm -hmm. about. Like they show up for two periods and then not for the third or like the caps. If they have an afternoon game, just, just ignore the first period because they won't show up for that. (laughs) Uh Um, And like they were, they were winning by three points, both of those games. Mm -hmm. So like when they show up with a full 60 minute effort, they're just going to beat the pants off of everyone. So So here for it, it'll be the abs. Yeah. (laughs) I think it'll be the abs. I think it'll be the lightning. I hope it's the Panthers, but I think it'll be the Lightning. Um, I, I'm too close to my own division to to say. <laughs> I really to am. Put forth yeah. an unbiased opinion. That's well, fair. And it's, and it's like, so if we make it past the Bruins, we play the Penguins or the Islanders, right? The Penguins, we have long-standing playoff history against. Mm-hmm. They have knocked us out of the playoffs in the second round many, many years. Um, last year, the Islanders, we lost to them in the first round. And they, they like, physically beat the pants off of us. Like, not just in terms of goals scored, but, like, in physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, in the parking lot after the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Brooklyn. <laughs> um and, you know, the thing with the, the Islanders is they have our Stanley Cup winning coach, Barry Trotz. Mm. So, like, you know, it's all just – so I don't even know. I can't even – Yeah. it depends on what minute of the day you ask me whether I answer whether we want to play the Penguins or the Isles. Sure. And it's, you know, it's – like I said, the Caps are chaos personified. So they're very hard to predict. Because just when you think they're out, they're going to show up like, so, so two, two outcomes of their game tomorrow, either they're going to lose by one or they're going to win by 17, (laughs) (laughs) right? Either it's going to be like a tough, hard scrabble fight, or they're just going to like blow everything out of the water. Those are the two, two options for this. And the same applies to the following two games, assuming they win this. Yes. Uh Okay. All right. All yeah. right. Well, we shall see how so. that develops. Uh, is there anything <laughs> else you wanted to talk about hockey? Yeah. Guys? So yeah, Nancy wanted me to talk about the Nazem Kadri thing. Yes. So Nazem Kadri, um, he's a forward for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, he gave a check to Blues defenseman Justin Falk on Wednesday night. Um, and by it by was not a great hit. giving a check, you mean he ran into him real hard. It yes. wasn't a, a cashier's check for money. That he owed. 
Uh, no, I don't believe donation. so. I don't believe that. I've, I haven't heard that any money was involved. Okay. Um, and and hitting someone with your body is perfectly legal in hockey. You right. just have to do it the right way. Right. Um, so um, Department of Player Safety, uh, well, the referees reviewed the play and gave him a five-minute major penalty mm-hmm. um, and a match penalty. So the five-minute major means that the avalanche were going to be down a player for five whole minutes, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not they scored. So usually you get a two-minute minor or even a four-minute minor. If the other team scores when they have that extra person on the ice, you come out of the the um, penalty, I almost said basket, <laughs> the penalty <laughs> box, and then you know the numbers are even again. If you get a, a five-minute major, that means you sit in there the whole five minutes they could score once every minute and you still sit in that box. Um, and then the match penalty means he was kicked out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so so he had to sit in the box for five minutes and they were down a player for five minutes. And then he just had to, he leave. Had to leave. Somebody else probably minutes. served it for him. Right. Oh, they really? Probably just tossed they have a yeah. whipping boy? No, no. Whoever was going to go in <laughs> for him probably went and sat in the, am I right, Rebecca? I mean, it, or? it depends. Okay. It depends. Yeah. Um, that's a whipping boy. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you're not, you're not He's wrong. doing the time without like, doing the crime. <laughs> it's not like the same person every time would serve the penalty. Not a designated <laughs> whipping boy. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So it was served by Alex Newhook, um, who is a young, young player on the team. So they put Newhook in the bin for the five minutes and Kadri just left. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make him sit in the bin for those five minutes. Because then he technically gets to skate across the ice again, and mm, so it's all yeah. whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, so he ended up getting suspended for eight games, which for is a hit. lot, especially in the playoffs. Especially in the playoffs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Normally, you would see the number of games you get suspended during the playoffs cut in half of what you would see in the regular season. Mm. Roughly, that's not like right. a, an algorithm. That's just roughly but, like so two games in the playoffs. It has the weight of four games in the regular. So season. in this case, maybe a four-game suspension would have been more expected for this sort of incident. I mean, I would even I would have even said a one or two-game suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because I mean it. It was not a good hit. It was it was not a great hit, but it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as something. So it's not like he came up to him and like skated directly into his head. Right. It's not like he, it's not like he clotheslined him or something like that. It was, it was, um, it was a high check, which means high on, um, on the body, Justin Falk's body. That means Kadri hit Justin Falk high in his body. Um, they did not call it a headshot. So they did not say the head was the primary point of contact. And that's normally when you see those really big mm-hmm. um, suspensions yeah. or fines. Um, so um, the Department of Player Safety says they um, considered the head contact avoidable because Kadri elevated his shoulder into the contact, excuse me, into the hit. And so because Kadri was moving his body upwards into the hit, that made the hit more dangerous because it made it more likely he was going to hit his head and do a head major head contact. Mm-hmm. 
So okay, so they can punish based on likelihood of what would have happened and not just what happened? Well, no. Well, kind of. So they're saying if he hadn't been elevating his body, the he- the check would have been lower and therefore not as bad. So okay. it's not that it's not that if he had kept going it would have been worse. It's that he could have okay. done something with his body and his trajectory to make it less bad okay. and chose not to ostensibly. Right. Right. Well, and you know, I go back and forth on this all the time about whether they choose, you know, whether they actually have time to make these moves mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. And most of the time I'm like, they're on a course of trajectory. Like they're, they're on a, you know, they're on that train speeding down the tracks. How can they? And then in the next moment you see somebody do some insane move where they're whipping around somebody else mm-hmm. and deking through each other's legs. And like, they have some pretty impressive body control. Yeah. So I kind of get like, yeah, you know, if your back is to the person, you neither of you see each other coming, then you can't avoid it. But I don't know, it gets a little flimsy when we see the kind of control these players have over themselves and their skates and their bodies. And then it's like, oops, I didn't mean to punch him in the face. <laughs> so here's the thing I want to ask you about, because this is what I was seeing online. Um, basically, what I saw was that two things are simultaneously true about this punishment. The first being that, particularly in the regular season, it would be a not unreasonable punishment for what happened. Mm -hmm. And the second being that any other player who did this same thing, particularly in the playoffs, would have gotten a much, much lighter sentence Yes. Which leads us to the conclusion that that is because Nazem Kadri ain't white. Yeah, so there's, there's, uh, yeah, there's definitely some of that going around. Um, player safety is arguing that he's a quote unquote repeat offender. Um, he's been suspended uh, one, two, three, four, five times in the last eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, last time, uh, and actually the last two times were in the playoffs. So in April, 2018, he was suspended three playoff games for boarding in April, 2019. He was suspended five games for cross-checking someone in the head. Um, so the department of player safety is arguing that they have given him warnings, mm-hmm. so to speak of punishments. And now that they're, now they're upping mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, there are other players, other white players in this league who have made very similar hits Mm -hmm. in this very postseason Mm -hmm. who have been fined $5,000. Right. Right. Yeah. Like there was that whole guy, that guy like a week or two ago, Tom Wilson, who I don't know much about, but who like literally punched a guy's head into the ice during a tussle. Yeah, I was going to say, I did actually like... Watch that video. Find that clip and and watch it. And And what did he get? um, He got like... Did he even get a single game suspension? Yeah, no, he got a fine. No, he did not get a yeah. suspension. So this guy literally has somebody. Now, did he have to pay the fine, or did he somebody else on the team? No, actually, have the... to pay the fine for him. <laughs> yeah, he gets to pick a designated whipping checkbook. <laughs> no, no, the well, fine. Well, I, I guess out of he would paycheck. have to give a check <laughs> to the league. <laughs> All comes together. <laughs> no, the the fine comes Tom out of his phones. paycheck. Yeah. Um, well, and it's actually, it's, you know, you bring Tom Wilson up, he's the, the 
guy that most people will talk about when they talk about a repeat offender. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to love Tom Wilson. He plays on my team. But I also recognize he makes some very bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And punching um, Butchnevich, punching Butchnevich in the back of the head while he's already on the ground was not a good decision. No. Um, no. And he got, that's what he got penalized for. So it was like a $5,000 roughing penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that people were really pissed off about in that game was what happened moments later when he tossed Artemi Panarin down on the ground, mm-hmm. which also not great. But I will say, if it if anybody else did it, they wouldn't have gotten a penalty. So I actually feel like they got that one right. Okay. Like, it wasn't a great look. And... Thomas, you have to stop making these stupid bonehead moves. Mm-hmm. Also, he's, it was so long smarter. after play ended. Like, oh, that doesn't matter. Okay. They <laughs> they like to have their little conversations and their little little fisticuffs after the play is over. <laughs> um, I mean, you'll you'll frequently see in hockey that like fights or like the little scrum of people or the large scrum of people doesn't happen until after the whistle is blown yeah, and the play is dead. I, that's true. Then it'll all like congregate yeah. behind the net and mm-hmm. I assume and whispers start... nothings to one of each yeah. other. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I I think there's absolutely legitimacy to the argument that whether it's intentional or not, right. that Kadri's non-whiteness mm-hmm. that his race is playing into his um punishment race and potentially religion because he's one of the only muslims in the league too right if not the only i, th- I yeah. think i read that there which, are two yeah uh, which is why we love him scoring on jordan bennington yes. specifically oh yes <laughs> uh-huh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking about that because I definitely saw that and I was like, eight games? I feel like I've hardly ever even seen that long of a suspension for something that yeah. really seemed relatively, yeah. I mean, like you said, not great, but like it did not seem like nearly no, that kind I, of big I was deal. shocked that yeah. it was eight games. Yeah. I was shocked. So is that going to be a real Again. problem for the Avs or not? Um, so it's going to be a problem for them because he is, he is a great player. Yeah. But... Um, they played without him last night and they won five to one. Okay. So not a problem in this series at least, but what about the next one? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and it it will become more of a problem the more games he misses because the, you know, they'll have to fill in that gap Mm -hmm. with other players. Right. Is there any chance of this being like protested or overturned or anything? So yes, because the, um, because the suspension was more than... Four games, five, ga- five games. Um, he does have the right to appeal okay. under the collective bargaining agreement. Nice. But he appeals to the commissioner of the league, mm-hmm. and the commissioner of the league frequently gets to like put his foot on the neck of the Department of Player Safety. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, who knows? And okay. you know what? Gary Bettman can take his sweet time in doing the appeal, mm-hmm. so he could Aww. wait until Kadri served six games, right? And then say, "Oh yeah, we repeal this suspension. It should have only been four, but by then it doesn't right. matter because he served six. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 Yeah. Gary Bettman's got to go. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Bye, Gare. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you know when Rebecca is replacing him. Is. <laughs> I want us all to replace the commissioners. We'd do so good. <laughs> we would. I don't, we'll have such I don't good need ideas. to be commissioner. 
I need you I don't to be need, commissioner. I don't need that. I want to be like the the ear in the GM of a team. I don't need to be commissioner level. Really? I want to be team level. Why? Why stop there when you can have kinda, it all? I guess it, Dream big. Yeah, because yeah, this is so <laughs> likely that I could choose between one or the other. Drink your wine and just say yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> now then, uh, I'll talk about the A's just for a little bit. Um, yes. Mostly good news. They Yay. are still on top of the AL West. Um, though, uh, Houston is only half a game back, sadly. They just played a three-game series against Houston and lost two of the three, which is unfortunate. Uh, but they have a pretty easy schedule for the next few weeks coming up, so that's nice. And they maintained their lead throughout playing a bunch of Eastern teams that are really good. Um, so that's been good to see. I did want to talk a little bit about something that's similar to, I believe we talked about goal differentials in hockey before. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, there is a similar statistic kept in baseball, but I hadn't like really heard about it. Like you don't hear the announcers talking about it very much. As far as I know, it doesn't really determine anything, um, you know, in terms of like seating or, or, you know, who goes to the playoffs or stuff like that. But it's been coming up in conversation this season uh, a bit more because it's been so damn weird. Um, (laughs) You would think that the best teams are also the ones scoring the most runs. And so run differential, uh, if you need the the reminder, it's uh, how many uh, goals, how many (laughs) runs a baseball team has scored with their baseballs than... uh, (laughs) They've uh, been scored against. They've scored against. Thank you. <laughs> um, so if yeah, they so... score, if they score five runs in a game and they get three runs against, their run differential is two. Is plus two. Plus two. And yes. this is the same as in hockey with goal differential, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, but there are much larger numbers. Right, right, right. Baseball. But the concept is is the same. Well, the it depends the on the same. team. <laughs> <laughs> well, True. right now, let's see who has the most, uh, the highest. Most in positive numbers. Uh, oh boy, it's the the Padres right now with 66. They're at a plus 66. Damn. And then in the lowest, we've got oh, Detroit Tigers with minus 55. Oh. So at the end of the regular season in hockey, the Vegas Golden Knights had a differential of plus 67. Okay. And the Buffalo Sabres had a minus 61. Dang. Okay. But I mean, that was oh, also bigger after than I thought. 56 game season, as opposed to you guys who are only like three games in. <laughs> um, okay, so it, ordinarily you'd expect the teams at the top of their respective divisions to have a higher run differential. And in most cases, that's true. However, um, in both of the divisions that uh, I tend to follow, which is the AL West and the NL East, things are a little bit wonky because so Oakland's got uh, the best winning percentage. We won 27, lost 19. Yet we have a run differential of negative 14. Damn. Um, Yeah. And the Houston, who's half a game behind us, they've won 26, lost 19, have a run differential of plus 64. So that's a difference of 78 runs between the two teams. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, part of it was those first six games that the A's had, 
they were like losing by eight to one or nine to one. So they had a like crazy run differential at the very beginning of like 37 to overcome. But it still seems like if they win, they do it by one or two runs. If they lose, they get blown out. Um, we'll see if that continues to hold up. Um, but I just think it's interesting, and I've been paying a little bit more attention this season to power rankings, um, which I kind of hadn't before, uh, which are the ones I'm looking at anyway, are sports journalists sort of taking, trying to take into account the, not just, um, the, your win record, but all your team's right, metrics and how they're good. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they said something about the Dodgers got knocked out of the top spot to, like, two or three for the first time since they'd been doing the power rankings. <laughs> Damn. Which is, like, <laughs> universal jerk-off motion. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I just, it's been interesting to kind of compare, like, okay, so you're saying this team is supposed to be real good, but they're not doing real good. And, I mean, baseball, you know, it's still toward the beginning of the season. There's not really... Um, you know, that, that much data to look at in comparison toward when we start talking about the actual playoffs. But, uh, I don't know. It's just an interesting conversation to have. And even, um, you know, watching that, that one game I did with the, the Lakers, because I haven't watched any other Lakers games this season, but the Lakers playing the Warriors. And, you know, they were the, had the seventh best record in the, the game, but, you know, they are talked about as though they are, you know, kind of up at the top. I don't know. I just think that's really interesting. Um, and run differential does play into that conversation. And, mm -hmm. you know, is this the A's, you know, the fact that they're, they're doing well right now, is that sustainable? Can we say it's not sustainable because they're not outscoring their opponents? Right. So that's just kind of a, a conversation to have. And I'm sure not, not sure where I fall on that. Um, I mean, it does sometimes seem like the A's are, or, you know, skating by by the seat of their pants but you know when it comes down to it there's really only one metric that matters and that's how many games you win i mean that's really yeah. it though right like that's yeah. the question it's not by how much so, it's how many but is that really the case because um in hockey we have seven points of a tie-breaking procedure which is ridiculous it's insane uh, goal differentiation or goal differential is number six out of the seven um now it doesn't often come down that far. Um, I mean, but it you would should be just do like baseball and keep playing until somebody wins. Two days, three days, you know, just keep going. Well, there is no loss in hockey. You can't, or there is no loss. <laughs> Jesus, no, there are plenty of losses. I was going to say, there's I no think tie. I misunderstand There's no hockey. tie. Okay. There's no tie. No, there's plenty of losses. Um, and actually, also, while you were talking about differential, I was looking at the the standings for the end of the season, um, two teams with positive differentials did not make the playoffs and two teams with negative differentials did make the playoffs, which I just find interesting. Hmm. And it sucks for the Rangers because they had a plus 20 and they didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> Whereas Montreal did with a minus nine. Anyway. Yeah. Well, so the, the NL East isn't quite as, uh, as dramatic though. The, uh, the top two teams, the Mets and the uh, the Phillies, both have negative run differentials. Atlanta's in third place with zero. Uh, they're completely... Uh, Neutral. Tied with themselves. Um, that was a weird thing to say. <laughs> uh, anyway, my point, my point is the Marlins are four games behind 500. 
And they've got a plus seven run, di- run differential, which is kind of nutty. Anyway, so that may not be interesting to anybody but me, but... No, I love it. Yeah, yeah. same. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about was that the uh, NCAA uh, softball tournament has begun as of this weekend. Uh, is ongoing. The first round, the regionals, are underway. And I have been uh, rooting for the Gators, the University of Florida softball team, um, because a lot of my family went to University of Florida. Um, and my undergrad does not still not have a softball team, which mm-hmm. is uh, pathetic. But that's another conversation entirely. Anyway, so I've been enjoying watching that. Um, and the Gators are really good. They're the number four seed. Um, at some point, we may have to talk about the seeding system in college sports and how mm-hmm. wonky that is and rankings. Because and, that determines everything, not your, your win-loss percentage, but uh, your ranking. So, uh, uh, did you guys see the, the softball thing I posted to Instagram this week? I don't no. think so. What was it? Oh my God. Um, I'm going to have to find <laughs> it. The, some, uh, a woman made a intense catch. Um, like she was fully sideways and caught the ball nice. midair for the, for the out. I'll have to find it again. Oh, this is it. Wait a minute. It was... What teams were they? It was Kenzie McGuire, who plays for University of South Carolina softball. Nice. She was fully, like, in the air sideways, catching the ball off the bat. It was awesome. Nice. I'll make sure. I'll I'll post it on um, Instagram again and make sure I send it to you guys as well. That'd be great. It was amazing. Yeah. Softball's a lot of fun to watch, uh, especially coming from... uh, Major League Baseball, uh, mm. where it's, you know, strikeout after strikeout after strikeout. You will see a little bit of that softball, but usually there's more putting the ball in play. Pace of game is a little bit quicker. Uh, seven innings instead of nine, which kind of makes a difference uh, for the, the length of the game. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just, it's nice. It's been fun to watch. Um, so, they've got the regionals this weekend. Super regionals next weekend. And then the... Uh, does, wait, does super regionals get broader or... Narrow. Narrow. Like... But super regional feels like it's getting closer and closer to one area yeah, rather than... <laughs> but the, the teams are better. I don't know. Like, I had to look yeah. that up, regionals versus super regionals. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but... Where are the games being aired? Um, All over the place. That's the other frustrating yeah. thing. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, the mm. game I watched the other day was on no less than three ESPN networks. I had to switch around mm-hmm. because, you know, one game went long. Right. So they pushed it and then, yeah, just very frustrating for anyone who's trying to find it. And, you know, some I can watch on the actual TV through YouTube TV and some of them I have to go through the computer and, you know, sign in that way. So it's, it's, I was having this, they don't make it easy to watch women's sports. They don't. I was having this same complaint with, with the WNBA and the NWSL this past week and they've been getting better, but it was still like, you know, I try, I was watching a WNBA game on ESPN2 and then NWSL was on first it was on CBS then it was on Paramount Plus then it was on Twitch I think it was Twitch oh and God. then the That's too WNBA went from ESPN2 to, to something else like the like the NBA WNBA TV app maybe no it was the NBA2 channel and I was just like 
Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's hard because especially when they're back to back, if one of them goes long, suddenly you're like, wait, why am I watching golf? Oh, because that's what's up at two on ESPN2 and they don't care that the game isn't over. Right. And so I have yeah. to switch over right. to the next thing to catch the end Even though, of the I'm first sorry, you game. Could miss the f- yeah, you could miss the first 30 minutes of a golf match and be fine <gasps> p- figuring it out for the next four and a half. Nothing would happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they, they don't always announce Apparently when they're this switching is an over to another podcast. channel. Oh, no, they don't. Which they cut to really commercial and then they come back and yeah. it's a different sport. And sometimes it's like a double long commercial. Yeah. So then it yeah. comes back and you've missed like 10 uh, minutes of the yeah. other game. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just a general complaint I have that they mm-hmm. make it as difficult as possible. Even if they are airing, actually Fair. airing it, they're making it. Heard and sustained. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one other thing about that I've noticed watching and, you know, they've got the games on like ESPN3 that I'm watching through the app and mm-hmm. sometimes they'll have the same three commercials over and over and over oh, again. And yeah. I love Lisa Loeb, but if I have to say, hear her sing in that stupid Geico commercial one more freaking time, yep, I'm going to lose it. Word. Um, that's not even what I was going to talk about. The, the thing that, uh, <laughs> the <things laughs> that I noticed, there are commercials for tennis. Not tennis matches, <laughs> or the concept of tennis. <laughs> yeah, I did tweet about this. They're yeah. advertising tennis. The game of tennis. Who wants to play tennis? Why not? I don't know. I just, like, who's paying for that? Of course, like, the National Tennis yeah, it's gotta be Tennis Association. But... I've, I've never seen, like, the concept of a sport advertised. Tennis is before. one of those, this is just a tangent, but tennis is one of those things that, like golf, has always felt like such a rich people sport to me. And I have no idea if that's actually true or if it's just, um, like, this thing that yeah. growing up where I grew up, like, I didn't know anybody who played it. There was, like, a tennis court in our town somewhere. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. And it was just, like... Yeah, that and golf, I was always just like, this is, this is, you put on your white clothes and you go right. stand around in the sun and so, do something. So, um, sociologically and like anthropologically speaking, I do think golf is definitely more white mm-hmm. and it's because of the space that it needs. And like right. historically, totally. black people have not had access to that much physical land space right except and it has to be working on very it. specifically curated um, it takes a lot of money to right, maintain right. and yeah um i don't know about i don't know about tennis i suspect it may be relatively similar but i mean part of the reason that culturally we have a lot more black players in the nba is because you can play a game of basketball in a much smaller space. Well, it's a lot less I equipment, don't know if that holds too. True. Like, all you need is That's a true, hoop yes. and a ball. But tennis does need more in, yeah. equipment, right? Like, you got to have a lot of balls. Yeah. you got to have semi-expensive rackets. rackets. Yeah. Like, if you start playing it at all for real, there are uniform requirements. You know, like, it's... I do think there is Yeah, I don't know how many people play pickup tennis. I have no idea. Other than, like, the old yeah. rich white people at the courts on a Saturday. Like, again, at, right. yeah, so... At their country club. At their country club, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's right. like... So, yeah, I mean, I think I have played tennis once in my entire life. And that's about... <laughs> and it was... I, th- I think that may be one more time than I have. Yeah, I, I would believe it. It's It was never something anybody I knew did. We did not have tennis players in my school. Like, it was not... 
So my my good friend Anthony plays a lot of tennis mm. and enjoys playing tennis. So if we do want to talk about it with any sort of knowledge, um, I'd be into I'd be happy it. To get him on because because it's is it at the Olympics, the Summer Olympics? It is, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like obviously Venus and Serena Williams are some of the best living athletes we have. Like even I yes. know that, and I know <laughs> fuck all about tennis. So so yeah, I mean that'd be cool. I'd be into it. I'd... All right. I know love is a numerical score value somehow, and that's about yeah, the extent I don't of it. Yeah, understand the scoring, but I'm not sure I care to understand. Like, I don't know some sports that I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know a lot about. There's like I like an element of mystery to it. You know? <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. If I don't understand it, there's zero chance of me getting invested. Like the investment always comes when I start to figure out what the hell is going on. Otherwise, I'm just like this. Well, it's is a not waste that I don't want to know anything about what's going on. I don't know. Like a little, a little bit, a little hint of mystery is, is nice. <laughs> That's cute. This is why you intentionally don't play, don't pay attention to the trade deadline, right? That's your yeah. error of mystery. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's going to be on my team? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Well, anything else we had to say about current events or? Uh, I watched a couple Seattle Storm games this week. They're good. Oh, yeah. WNBA season has started. WNBA season has started. They are getting all of their folks back from their various scattered places throughout uh, the world. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of teams got shook up in the offseason for the WNBA. So a lot of teams play in with new folks. Uh, as always, I am pro the Seattle Storm and I am pro the Chicago Sky. Chicago Sky got one of the best players in the league back. Uh this uh, this year, she came home to Chicago, Candace Parker. Um, she's amazing. Um, so they're, they've already got a few really good pieces. So they're a team to watch. Seattle Storm are the champions from last year. I think they're going to be good again this year. Um, and I've been watching some NWSL as well. Um, Portland Thorns are great. I don't want to like the New York, New Jersey team, but I'm kind of starting to like <laughs> the New York, New Jersey team. It goes against all of my feelings as a West Coast person. <laughs> but so, Rebecca, I may need you to become a fan of Gotham City <laughs> um, so that I can live vicariously through you. Uh, but yeah, so that's been a lot of fun. I definitely recommend uh, finding some of the games. They are both, both the WNBA and the NWSL are getting easier to watch if not yet easy to watch um so i recommend hunting down some games and and giving them a watch because it's been it's been fun i've been enjoying it for sure that's great okay well uh i think we'll go ahead and and wrap up for today i think we've covered quite a few things um rebecca why don't you tell the people where they can find us i would love to do that rachel thank you thank you um (laughs) We are most often on Twitter at FoulPuckPod and on Instagram at FoulPuckPodcast. You can find us on the internet at FoulPuckPodcast.net. And as always, feel free to email us questions at FoulPuckPodcast at gmail.com. But you can really reach us on any of those things with um, segment ideas, questions you have about a game that happened, you know, whatever it is. We love to hear from people. We're happy to talk about it. If you want us to talk about it, we're happy to talk about it. Yes, Except- if you had not figured it out, we are happy to talk. <laughs> Just don't ask me about trade stuff and draft. Yeah, ask nonsense. me about trade and draft stuff. <laughs> yeah, even about baseball. She's probably more knowledgeable about the baseball draft than I am. I could be, but I wouldn't say I am now. 
All right. Well, I would like to thank Joe for hammering our nonsense into some semblance of coherence and doing our editing. And I would like to thank Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for our music. And I would like to encourage everybody to go leave us a five-star rating and also a review, uh, particularly on the uh, iTunes podcast area app. I don't know if it's an app. Uh, I'm so behind the times. but also any other um, podcasting service where you listen. Uh, also follow us on social media and tell your friends. Uh, we're, we are a delight and everybody should have a little more of us in their lives. <laughs> it's true. I've always said that. Well, for Fell Puck, I have been Rachel. I continue to be Nancy. And I'm Rebecca. Catch you next time. 